Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast, uh, part of Born from Love project with your hosts, Andrada Anite and Rahila Khan. Um, welcome, Rahila. How are thank you today? Thank you, Andrada. I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Uh, I would like, Rahila, for you to introduce our beautiful guest today. Hi. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Andrada. Thank you for that. Today, we're going to introduce to our viewership, our island girl from Bahamas, from all the way, I should say, from Nigeria to the Bahamas to Atlanta, and she's no other than the most beautiful Monique Russell. And she is uh, an expert in communications, a virtual speaker and a trainer. Um, she's so involved in communication with people in the home, with people in the workplace, and also very much providing services in leadership development, executive coaching, and public speaking. A very warm welcome to you, Monique. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rahila and Andrada, for having me today. I'm excited for us to talk and chat yes. about things that we love. I know. Yeah. I know. Yes, and from our last conversation that we had, you were so inspiring, you know, you kind of ignited something in me. And then Anradha and I decided, no, we got to get you on, you know, with us. Because we have so much in common, as you know, with looking at our YouTube channel, Born From Love. And Anradha would second me on what I'm saying, is that in shifting consciousness, I was truly taken aback in the transformational work that you are doing, the inner transformational work you know, across the board. So I'm very interested, you know, in you sharing with, with our viewers out there about communication and how it is so important, especially now where we are with interpersonal and intrapersonal skills and how you prepare, you know, your clients to do public speaking or to just communicate as a mom in a home. How do you go about that? Wow, I'm so excited to talk about it. Uh, it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, and I think right now where we are in our world is really a transformative time. You know, there's so much shifting going on. It's, it's painful, but change is always painful, right? Ch change is painful and we, we have to go through this sort of um, transformation or metamorphosis process like the butterfly um, the caterpillar and the cocoon, yeah, and then we come out and into this beautiful butterfly. But what I love doing is helping people to go from the inside out. So the communication that we um, can connect with, with other people around our, uh, in our lives, with our family members, with our clients, um, you know, the way we show up, even in, a, in the digital space, a lot of that starts from the inside mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that i am extremely passionate about because i am a mother i am a wife and i believe that once we are able to go into ourselves and really take a look at all the things that has have happened in the past and i've done this for myself and i continue to do this for myself then we can have a better sense of what we have experienced we can give it new meaning we can choose to show up differently you know i tell people all the time I am not my country, I'm not my heritage, I'm not my parents, but they're part of me. They are a part of me. So I think when we embrace fully who we are, because sometimes 
I run into people that feel like, you know, they have to set a straight line and a demarcation of, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that, I'm not, you know, that that's not a part of me, but really it is because you've been conditioned that way. That's part of your life journey, your life process. Why not? Let's just look at it, look on the table and see why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you think the way you think? Why do you feel that maybe if you grew up in a patriarchal home that the man must have all the say and you must have none? You know, why do you, why do you feel that way? You know, why do you feel that you have to be a dictator to your kids? I grew up with a lot of sayings, children are to be seen, not heard, um, don't disobey, don't talk back. But is compliance really what we're after? Might I butt in a bit, uh, Monique, because you're, you're talking about something which is so appropriate right now in terms of racism and what's happening in America. You know, may I indulge <laughs> with you and, and ask you your take in terms of how do you communicate um, this whole topic of racism? Yeah. Uh, how would you go about doing that? Well, what I, what I have done and what I am doing is encouraging people to embrace learning about their past, learning about their ancestors' past, learning about their history, learning about others' history. Because right now, there's a lot of low energy, low level uh, frequency of emotions, blame and denial and a huge amount of non-personal -res non responsibility. You know, like those are the three cousins that are hanging out right now. And so I encourage people and I say, you know, explore your ancestors, explore your history, explore the history of others. Don't just stay in mainstream news or mainstream media because sometimes that information isn't complete. So using critical thinking skills to look at alternative information other authors read sift through have conversations come from a place of healthy dialogue and be okay to take that step forward with being uncomfortable so this is what i am suggesting you know when i get in my conversations or groups and people run straight to how we need to find better solutions we can't be doing it this way this is not constructive this is not progressive we should do one two and three and it's easy for us to run straight to how right? You know, okay, there's a problem. We know the problem. Let's jump into the solution. But we yes. um, don't sit in the why. Why yes. is this happening? Why are we feeling this way? Where did this come from? So that's, so that's Monique, how I yes. approach the conversation about racism. Yes, that's well said. Well said. Sorry that I, I, I'm so excited to talk to you. And I just want Please to do. use this time so constructively that when we look at interpersonal, that is what you're making reference to as interpersonal skills. When we're looking at everything in a holistic way, and then the intrapersonal is going inwardly. Yeah, yes. doing the inner reflection. That's introspection. right. Introspection, am and I right? That's right. So you, yeah, you answered my question so beautifully, and I just wanted to sum that up in how well you answered it in looking at the topic of racism and talk about the interpersonal skills and intrapersonal skills because it can get very confused and diluted, but they're two separate 
you know, concepts in a way in understanding oneself and in understanding others in how we relate to others and how we relate to ourselves. And that is to do with emotional intelligence. And I know you're big on that as well. And rather, I know you have some good questions as well. I'd just like to hand over to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rahila. Um, first off, Malik, would you like to add anything else in regards to Rahila's question about racism and communication and interpersonal skills before we move on to something else? Um, just that, you know, it has to start with us on, a, on an individual level. Right. So everyone has a part to play, you know, everything is interconnected. Um, a lot of people really don't see how interconnected we are because we've been focused on this tunnel vision and yes. busy life and external trappings. So I know that that would be difficult. So I won't even say, you know, remember that it is. I will just say, start with you. Start with what you can do, you know, so, um, Racism exists. Racism is real. Um, be patient with yourself. Be patient with people that are around you that may not understand why. Because the truth is, even in our, in, in our personal life, there's so many things that we don't know about how we are interacting with others. When I was growing up in the Bahamas, my mom, she was a school teacher. She never sat me down and said, you need to listen to positive messages. You need to just, you know, be focused and be positive. But as she was sitting there, putting the, the radio on and listening to the tape recorder, um, those little seeds were being deposited in me. And I didn't know it then. I didn't know it then. It was only as an adult when I reflected, when I went into ret retrospection, when I went into coaching, when I went into therapy, I realized, wow those seeds were being planted and I was observing and absorbing what she was doing. So more is caught than taught. I think we have to acknowledge that as just as, just as um, we're able to pick up positive traits, we're also able to pick up negative traits that lie way below our conscious level. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Unfortunately, yes. It is, it is so. And um, speaking about taking on also the negative and the positive traits from your parents and society, um, I would like to ask you in regards to communication, but I would um, I like to go on the line of communication with self because uh, that has to do a lot with emotional intelligence, if I'm not mistaken, but also with um, you know, how we conduct ourselves first in order to conduct ourselves with the others, right? To interact with the environment. So during these times, um, there are many countries which are still in lockdown, plus all these events happening in the U.S. and uh, so on. So I would like to ask you, how do you see communication like communication to self first and then communication with the others moving forward. Um, yeah, during this, this times. Yeah. So first in, in this time, I feel like we have to choose the story that we're going to say about what's happening. 
So if we say, oh my God, this is just horrible. Everything's just gonna get worse. Um, no progress is being made. We are, we are already putting that energy out. Yeah. Um, if we choose to just consume all the negative images, we are re-traumatizing ourselves. And that's not a healthy place to be. So I'll speak for myself personally. Um, I have to step back. I have to recharge. You know, resilience is not about just pushing through. Go, 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 nonstop. Yeah. It's about taking a step back. It's about thinking about how can I recharge? How can I refuel? Because yes, I have been angry. I've been angry. Yes, I've been angry. I've been sad. I've been frustrated. I've been disappointed. But I don't want to create from that place. Um, I do want to connect and acknowledge with others who are also feeling those emotions. And so it's my responsibility to go and process that, to share with others, to think about how can I imagine a future where this doesn't um, hinder us from connecting with each other? You know, I have conversations where people say, oh, my God, um, I just think this thing has completely eliminated the way we're going to communicate with each other. Well, I think the human connection and desire for connection is so strong that it's, it's going to continue to, co to connect us or push us together. I mean, let's look at we're in the United States here. You know, you guys are not in the United States, but we're talking about something that's happening here and it's being felt in other parts of the world. This yeah. just goes to show how, how connected we are. So I would say, start with yourself. I say, lead yourself. I'm actually going to put a t-shirt, you know, blame is not attractive. Lead yourself to heal yourself. And in doing that. that, you now show up differently with others. So we can always tell based on behaviors, based on how um, responses are happening, what lens someone is seeing the world through. We can see it in our words, in our behaviors. Um, I used to be a perfectionist, you know. So <laughs> listen, I mean, I would go to places, it didn't matter what was going on, I would just be like, oh, that word was spelled incorrectly. Oh, ooh, mm, they can't, no, they can't do that. And, and I would be so excited to go and point out what was wrong. And that's not a healthy place to be. Sometimes you can be so much in this perfectionist role or mindset that you are being blocked from receiving the, the true information that's, that's there for you, the good meat that's there for you. But going through my own journey and my own process, I got to a point where I was like, hmm, that's, that's not where I want to be. And so in relaxing those judgments, in rewriting the story, it's okay, mistakes happen. Um, that was a reflection of me being hard on myself. I felt like everything had to be right. It had to be perfect. I had to triple, quadruple check something. If I saw a mistake, I'm like, oh my God, I put that thing out there. Let me go and try to fix it. And so, <laughs> so that is a reflection of what's going on in our inner world. When we're so hard on ourselves, we, it's easy for us to be hard on someone else. It's very easy for us to pick out flaws and have our lens look for flaws. But when we have a love and self-compassion and we know that we are perfectly imperfect and we make mistakes, when someone makes a mistake, you can say that's just a mistake. You don't have to worry about what is it going to look like if I have a misspelled word. Yeah, 
just life goes on. The message is there. The meaning is there. You create from a great space and you release it. That's beautiful self-leadership, uh, Monique. I absolutely love what you are sharing right now. Might I add uh, in leading self, especially now with, with what's going on in America, but this is a global phenomenon, like you said, I'm in South Africa and I have so much compassion and empathy for the people of America right now because we lived, we lived this for decades in our country. And it's so sad that in the 21st century that it all had to boil over in America. You know, it's so interesting in what you're saying is when we don't pay attention to ourselves or self as it were, in how we feeling, what we are thinking without great awareness, we just follow the herd instinct, mm -hmm. you know, without qualification as it were, or quantifying certain things without qualifying certain things, and we just follow the herd. And this is where I think we get it wrong, where there's so much more destruction rather than building and coming together and reinforcing positivity. So might I add in what you just shared with us, that awareness is the key when it comes to self as a leader? Oh yes, absolutely. Awareness is everything because with awareness, we now have choices. We have choices to either do something or ignore it. And that's a choice. Doing nothing is a choice too. But um, I think I shared this quote and I don't remember who said it, but the mind once stretched, it will never go back to its original state. So the knowledge that we have and the awareness that we have about ourselves, it's not like we can unlearn those muscles the, we can't unlearn what we've now been exposed to um like going back to that state we can re we rewrite the story but once yeah. we now are aware it's like um your house is on fire or your 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 um there's something burning on your stove and now you smell this smell so this is an awareness that you have that something might be burning so what do you do? Hmm, something might be burning. Let me continue to work. Something might be burning. Let me go check what's burning. So now I have my awareness. I'm empowered to make a choice to go see or do something yes. differently. Beautiful. Well, well said. Andrada, over to you. I, I love this example about awareness, <clears throat> you know, um, putting it that way and stressing it so much on the choice part. Because in the end, this podcast is called Impact by Choice. And speaking about choices and speaking about impact, I would like to ask you, Monique, from a communication standpoint, um, there would be two questions here. One, um, how would you personally choose to make an impact by choosing communication? And the second one would be, how would you advise your clients to make a choice in making an impact? Okay, so for me, how, okay, the question is how, how will I choose to make an impact with communication, right, within my work, yeah? So I do this all, all the time, all the time. I just, I'm, I'm already getting excited about it. Because, for example, this conversation right here is 
an impact, you know, whoever is going to be listening to this, whoever is going to be feeling the energy that we're putting out and connecting with it. This is an impact. This is what I love to do. It was something that I was gifted with from birth. And so in my work, when I show up, I am choosing to speak on topics that may not be the norm, but that will set um, a stage for where we're heading in the future. I am choosing to do this. I'm choosing to work with moms, women, mompreneurs who are in Africa, who are in the Caribbean. I'm choosing to help them see how powerful the role of the queen mother is. And when they actualize in their role as moms, it flows right into their business, into their marriage, into the world, their impact. And as far as my clients, I will advise my clients to make their impact not based on what I want or their parents want or what their um, you know, employers want, but to make that impact that connects with the core of who they are. We have to get back to that because the conditioning you have, you know, I was talking with someone yesterday and she's in her mid fifties and she says, you know, I still don't know what I want to do with my life. You know, I, I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And age is not an eraser of hurts. Age is not a sign of, of wisdom. Um, you have to go through that process of awareness. So I encourage my clients to come into that space being open enough to play, to see and discover and rediscover what's already inside of them, to confront those challenging questions, challenging moments. It's a scary place. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not something that, you know what, we're going to Disney World. You know, it, it's, it's scary sometimes to confront yourself but I, I will impact my clients this way and let them know that what comes up through their own experiences, through what they've lived, is connected to their purpose. And that's how they will choose to continue to make their impact in the world. I so love you for and that. that yeah. May I, may I uh, ask um, Monique the second part of the impact, right? And that is influence, because I saw those two words on your profile as well how you impact and influence. And I'd like to say that Dale Carnegie was the person who said uh, how to win and influence people, that we must influence our families first, Monique. And I love what you just shared now in creating an impact with women as you're working with women in the Caribbean. Um, women have a great influence in the home. I mean, it's both the men and women, but I think more so the women because uh, we carry the child for nine months. So we're influencing the child from the time of conception. Mm. So how would you look at influence? Oh, yeah. In the home? In the home, about... in the workplace. Uh, oh, just in general. In social media, mm. you know, because you're involved in all platforms. Mm. You're involved in every which way. How, how would the word influence work for you, if I may yeah. to ask you that way. Yes. So for me, influence is just having a positive imprint, leaving a positive imprint on someone else. Um, in, in the digital space, um, I, I get a lot of people that send me messages and they say, wow, that was really inspiring. That was really thought provoking. Um, some people take action on the recommendations and they come back and they say, wow, 
I did what you said and this is the result. And so I think just making imprints um, is influence. When someone connects with your energy and they connect with your value system um, and they are inspired to do something about it. I'm not just talking about hitting a like on social media, but when they're actually inspired to think or hmm, or maybe I should call up someone, maybe I should reach out to someone. Um, I had a workshop last week that we were focused on, you know, the art of self-promotion for women, why you need to um, promote yourself. You are a brand. One of the ladies in that workshop called me over the weekend and she said, I just want you to know that I did that exercise, I condensed it and I did that exercise with my family. Now this is, this is we're talking about business and professional space, yeah? yeah. And she said, I, wanted, I, I, I went home and I did that exercise with my family and it was like so much positivity that came into our conversations at home. I, I literally like screamed on the phone because you know, it's like that was not my intention, but for her to take that and, and modify it for her family and make it a 10-minute activity and to infuse positivity in her own home, that spoke volumes to me. So it was a, a very influential transformation. And she said the next day, everybody was working so hard. And so you see, when you, when you connect with your family as a mom and you, and you take that leadership role and you affirm um, what's present in a healthy way, oh my God, the relationships can improve so much. And we just get an opportunity to feel that true desire and that true connection, but that's just one piece. And in my own family, I'm, I'm influencing every day, whether I choose to or not, how I choose to um, connect. You know, last night I had a conversation with my youngest son and his view on this issue is totally different from my view. And I was like, you know what? This just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And he was like, mom, it's my view. This is what I'm going to do. And so I actually responded not in the best way. So you know what? This morning, I, I had to get up and I say, you know what? I was totally out of line. Like, I was in my feelings. I didn't have to insult you because your view was wrong. Um, that was my mistake. And he said, thank you, mom. Thank you so much for that. So I don't get it right all the time. I have the tools, but it's my job to take that ownership to say, okay, you know what? you made the mistake, you can correct it. And, the, and then that way I'm, I'm showing my kids that someone who has a, a traditional role of, of uh, influence over you um, from the parent standpoint, it doesn't mean that they're exempt from making apologies. It doesn't mean that they're exempt from saying, I'm sorry. So. Oh my God. And that is, I could just say that I've been waiting for someone to come on the show to say this out loud. Seriously, I swear, Monique. I mean, like, there's so many people, like parents, right, that they believe, they, they took over old beliefs, right? Old, old conditioning, old belief systems, saying that, yeah, if we're parents, we're always right. We don't have to apologize. So only the child is the one who has to apologize. 
and only the parents deserve respect. But then you're coming along saying all this about apologizing, apologizing to your own son, uh, which makes me also share, you know, the fact that, for instance, if I may, Rahila, uh, for instance, last evening, my girls and I had uh, a bit of a fight, right? And um, again, just like you, I didn't react as I should have, right? I didn't sit them down and say, okay, let's see where the problem is. No, I just reacted like mom, uh, like uh, hurting the ego, I guess, mom. So... Um, we had our little fight, but obviously after a while, not sure if today or yesterday before we went to sleep, I did just the same. So it just blew my mind when you came and said that you apologized to your son. And I know that Rahila also um, implements this in their home, in, in, yeah, in their home. But it's like mind blowing to actually have someone coming into the show and saying, I did apologize to my son. So thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Might I add to that saying you sure. both are exemplary oh, in your behavior, you. in who you are, and being authentic. And, you know, that's why I always teach home-based leadership. And, and this is a great example that both of you are sharing about home-based leadership because leadership begins in the home of oh. saying, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't listen to your point of view. Sorry, yeah. I've been so reactive. I should have known better. And I didn't implement the skills which I'm teaching to others. So exactly. I think that's truly amazing. Well done to both of you. You both Thank get you. stars from me. <laughs> Thank you. You get a star. You get a star. You get a star. Everybody gets a star. Everybody gets a star. And you get a golden star I'm from sorry. me because you taught me. A lot of stuff so yeah. we all have gold stars uh, <laughs> thank sure. you i accept <laughs> that's wonderful that was fabulous you too and rather than monique you you know you're good recipients you well deserve those stars so moving along you know we're on such a beautiful topic in looking at the home and looking in the workplace looking at the way we empower women because monique i'm also big on women empowerment as well um, you know, in looking at communication, like both of you being moms and also being in business and also being facilitators of others, how would you look at communication, effective communication? What role does that play, Monique, in delegating tasks and looking at personalities of different people beginning in the home and in the workplace? Mm. Can I tell you something? So... So in, in, in my work, I do use some personality assessments um, like DISC, um, for example, that helps us to see what our dominant communication style is. And there's, there are hundreds of assessments out there. But I always yes. say the assessments are not the end all. They're just like tiny starting points for us to have a conversation to get to that awareness piece. Mm -hmm. So everything is about awareness. And when we have the communication skills in one place in our home, we can transfer it to the workplace. But typically, it doesn't start like that. Typically, people are exposed to the tools in their place of work because they have to get along with others. And then by default, it's like, oh, 
I can use this over here. Sometimes the connection is made, not often, but sometimes the connection is made. So in, in terms of understanding personalities and delegating tasks, it is extremely important. Your life will, will change for the better when you understand how everyone around you communicates. So for example, my husband and I, we, I am the visionary in my home and I see out our projections and our goals. And I, and I tell the story when we were young in our marriage and we, we've been together. I told, I said 19 years. He told me, he was like, no, we've been together 20 years. Okay. Big mistake. Um, but, um, officially, <laughs> officially, Congratulations. Married, yes, we've been together for a while. Thank you. But, um, in the beginning, I, I thought that I could communicate with him and I expected him to communicate with me the way that I communicate. Like, let's plan, let's vision, let's do this, let's have fun. And, and a lot of times I would talk with him and he would sit on the couch and he would just sit and listen. And I would finish saying all I want to say and just waiting for his response. And he'd be quiet and, you know, just kind of shake his head like, mm -hmm, okay. And I'm like, okay, what? Like, did you hear me talking? Hello? And so when I learned how he communicated, because I, I, all my kids, everybody in the house, they're like my lab. <laughs> everybody goes through all my exercises, my tests. And so when I learned that he needed more time to process, Mm -hmm. I would say, I, I, I mean, it just changed my entire way of communicating with him. I no longer had the expectation for him to respond right away. I knew that if I spoke about something maybe a day or two, he would have already processed. We would come back together and talk about this topic and, you know, things would just be fine and dandy. With my kids, my boys are very, very different. Um, one always needed uh, this type of structure. Where are we going? How long are we going to be there? Where are we coming back? the natural Caribbean African mom, don't ask me where we going, we, we going somewhere. You know, uh, don't, you don't need to know where we, why, why, why are you asking me where I'm going? Natural, you know, in the past. Until I realized his communication style, what was it hurting me to give my son an answer? Nothing. If it would make him feel more comfortable, it would help us, you know, have a better transition to where we're going. I say, you know, this is where we're going. We're gonna, you know, plan to be here for, maybe 30 or 40 minutes, this is why. And then he was good, no problem. Um, my, my, this same son, my, my, my eldest son, if I were to give him a task, I would need to lay out the tasks for him. Like, you know, let's say he was younger and I would say, I need you to clean your room, go clean your room. Um, when I learned how he processed and how he communicated, it just changed my life completely. I need to say, I need you to clean your room by 12 o'clock. I, I need you to pick up your clothes off the floor and put them in the hamper. And, and I need all of this done by 12 o'clock. And then he would have it done. So wow. it's like when I, when I realized how to communicate in the way that he processed best, it just created a different way for us to connect. My youngest one, he is very experiential. He's very hands-on. Um, he, keep, he needs to reason a lot, you know, so we take a different approach with him. But when they were younger, you just, you just accommodate and you adapt. You know, it's not like you're, you're not being yourself. Because when I tell people this, sometimes they're like, I just want to be me. Well, you're still you. 
you're still you when you adapt your communication style. The goal is for communication. Communication gets um, difficult when there are unhealthy or unrealistic expectations, which is driven by, I don't know how this person communicates best. I don't know what, they're, what they really need. Um, I would hear, you know, a lady would tell me, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. Okay, so let's go and break down what that means. What does happy mean? Well, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Okay, so what can he do that would make you feel happy? Oh, I, I didn't think about that. Well, if you didn't think about that, how will you expect him to think about that? How will he know? Because you can't articulate it. And if you can't articulate it, you can't tell him about it, right? So just understanding everything, how you communicate, the words you need to express yourself, how the folks in your home communicate, how you can connect better with them. The same thing happens with your clients, with your customers, you know, with your coworkers, just being able to see how they, their different personalities, you know, how they, how they show up and how you can um, move the conversation to the next step. Otherwise, it will just start from zero and it will never open up. We'll just stay on this surface level of tasks and um, I need this work done, but we'll never really open up and have true connection to delegate effectively. I can delegate this task to one person because they shine in this area. I can delegate this task to another person instead of me expecting to give someone a task in their area of weakness or not strength, watching them struggle, watching them get frustrated, and then saying that they have poor performance. Mm. Wow, that's impressive, <laughs> hey? Yes. I love the way you got your child to do certain tasks. And you're right, you know, the same thing spills over in the workplace. And therefore, it is almost like you're going into somebody else's world and looking at the world through their filters, as it were, so that you have a better understanding and then communicate accordingly and to get the do job done the best. This is, this is so amazing. Andrada, you may continue. Yeah, I uh, particularly loved the last bit because it shows it's, it's a huge, huge learning uh, slap. I want to call it slap, right? So it's a huge learning slap for, for leaders, for instance, because especially in the corporate world, um, I call them micromanagers rather than leaders. Um, most of these bosses, micromanagers, use precisely uh, what you called delegating to the weak uh, point of someone and then expecting them to have results and to, you know, somehow punch them in the face if they don't deliver results, right? So it's, it's really interesting that you are using all that from your home with your clients and taking taking it again on the same road from home to the corporate world, which is absolutely astonishing. I love that. I love that. And I'm, I'm coming from, um, I mean, after 12 years of corporate experience. So I've seen a few leaders and a lot of micromanagers. And I've seen um, different approaches in, in delegating and in... Um, Asking people to do things they would suck at, excuse my language, please, 
um, and not focusing on their strong points. So thank you for putting that message, that particular message out. Yeah, my pleasure. I think that um, you're spot on. And so it, it connects to the emotional intelligence, like what yes. Rahi was saying, you know, putting yourself <laughs> in the other person's shoes. But I can't put myself in your shoes if I don't even know how my shoes feel, you know. So yeah. I have to first get to know myself. Then I can put myself in uh, your shoe and have empathy. And then when I see how, oh, your, your shoe, your left shoe might be a bit too big, I can actually have compassion and say, you know, maybe you want to put an extra padding on this shoe. Maybe you want to change this shoe. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to use a different shoe. So then my empathy now leads me to take a compassionate step to help you with what you're doing while you're in that state. And um, I just think in terms of the delegation, because we haven't taken the time to learn about ourselves, it's easier to just dish out those tasks, expect people to get them done and hold them to a different standard. Even that whole delegation process has communication touch points because it's like, am I asking you to do something that you can't do or you don't want to do or you're yes. having trouble doing? And then once we've set that delegation of a task, now can have we built in our checkpoint time? You know, you don't just go and say, let me know if you have any problems. So yeah. let's, let's, <laughs> let's build in our check-in time, okay? You know, as the leader, let's build that in right now and say, let's check back in a, in a few days. Let's see how you're doing. You know, what challenges did you have? Or how can I help? Or, you know, can you get a, a peer mentor? So micromanaging comes from fear right? It, it comes from the fear. It comes from losing control. We need to have this control. And I can relate to that even in the, in the home when I feel, felt like, you know what, I needed to have all of this control. Compliance. They say, oh, you have beautiful children. Yeah, because they just do whatever you say. But who wants kids that just do what you say? No. I want them to be respectful. And I want them to challenge opinions and challenge ideas. And so if we can't create this environment in the home, how can we expect someone in the workplace to speak up, right? To challenge ideas when we're taught that authority figures are not to be challenged. Exactly. On point. Um, you know, even, even in the home, you know, I teach this with parents, um, looking in terms of, whether you are an auditory type, some of us can listen and hear more. Others are the visual types where like we can map out things and have a bigger picture of something like the visionary. And then we get those that are the feeling types. You know, they have to feel everything they need to learn and do. And you know, even in the home, parents don't read the children correctly. And they expect the child to, to conform or to just perform in a certain way. And when that doesn't happen, then they get angry about it. And for as long as we don't address these personality types in delegating tasks and looking at the strengths and weaknesses and bringing it together in a holistic model of how we can grow collectively, I think that's very important as well. And you could have put it all together in a more profound way in the way you just did in this podcast, Monique. It really is amazing in all the different aspects we covered. 
you know, and you did it so you did it so effectively, so effortlessly, <laughs> and um, and I think we see how important conscious I call it conscious communication in how we can communicate consciously in how we uh, speak every letter, every syllable, and who's on the receiving end of that. And so often it's our beloved ones, our children, our partners, our husbands who's on the receiving end. And this is why, like you said, self-awareness is so important in emotional intelligence. And the more we work on that, the more spiritually evolved we become. So we're not as reactive anymore. You know, we changed, we changed the blueprint. We don't want to go back to how it was eons ago. Because we know it didn't work. So, and like you earlier on said, you know, in, in your sharing, how important it is to change the blueprint. What are the steps do we take to change that? That is important. And there's a very same issue we're talking about whether it's racism, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's any issue, whether it's global or personal, that we can handle it in this way, starting with self. Mm. And that is, that is the gist of this podcast in a way, but we unpack so many things. It's just amazing because you brought it back to self. Andrada, don't you agree? I totally agree. So um, I just wanted to again say uh, a thanks to, to Monique for everything that you expressed uh, from leadership to knowing self to effective communication to apologizing to your children to effective delegation and so many more uh, points that you brought up. It's just, it's just amazing. And as I told you, you know, be, um, in our short break that we had, you are absolutely incredible. Um, I think that we can say this publicly that we barely interacted before, but only by hearing you speak in, in this podcast, it just gives me that feeling of, I just want to love you, you know, because you're just that <laughs> person, easily lovable because you're, as you said, as um, you're self-aware, you're, you're putting all the effort to make you know, um, all the good impact that you can and to leave a meaningful legacy because that's what I, what I get a sense of from you. And both Rakhila and myself are really, really fond of the term legacy and not legacy in terms of material stuff, but more like, you know, the spiritual the heart part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, and rather, I just quickly want to round up by saying, Monique, we connected a year or two ago via LinkedIn and it was an on and off, you know, hello and whatever, but somehow there was a deeper connection and somehow this year it showed up more. And I'm so, I can't tell you how grateful I am to God and the universe for, for you communicating with me. And it just ignited something in me and I shared this instantaneously with Anradha. And I'm so glad that you both connected that we had this conversation because it is definitely going to make a huge impact, not only on women and children, but also on males as well, because I don't believe in separation and empowerment of just the one gender. I believe in uplifting holistically an entire family, which includes a male child and men as well. 
that the rehabilitation of family is what is needed going forward uh, into the fourth industrial revolution, that we can build families that in essence will build healthy communities using communication tools. And once again, um, Monique, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for joining us, for giving us your time in sharing your wisdom, your expertise, and what you brought forward was knowledge is light. Thank you very much for oh, that. Oh no, thank you. It's my pleasure. I love talking about these things. So thank you so much. And um, I echo what you're saying as well, Rahil. I just believe everything is in divine timing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we may have connected two years ago, but this is where we were supposed to be um, starting from. And the work that we'll be doing, transforming families all across the world is, is definitely what God had already aligned for us. So thank, oh, you. Awesome. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a fact. Monique, I would like, before we leave, I would like to ask you if there are people who would like to reach out to you, uh, how uh, can they reach out to you and what for? Yes. So I am online on the internet. My uh, website is Clear Communication Solutions. So you can send a message through there. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn several times a week. So that, that's a great place to connect with me. I mean, we connected, we all connected on LinkedIn. <laughs> and that's what has been happening for the past three years. It's just been so amazing. So LinkedIn is good. I'm Monique Russell on LinkedIn, Clear Communication Coach. So you can just go ahead and send me um, a message. I appreciate that, Monique. I guess my elder wants to say hi or shout away. <laughs> but I'm I'm really grateful for sharing all this knowledge with us today and um, to tell us. Uh, by the way, um, I'm not sure if I understood correctly. What are the services that people can connect you with? Definitely. So um, we do group coaching, we do virtual keynotes and speaking workshops as well. And um, we have some courses in the online school for those that want to just do it on their own when wherever they are whenever. So those are the areas where I support and provide my services. I do a small bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching, very, very small bit mm. each year, but mainly workshops, groups, and the keynote speeches. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for making that very clear for us and the audience. Again, thank you both, uh, Monique and Rahila, for being with us today on Impact by Choice. And um, we'll hear each other very soon. Have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you.